everybody how you doing you could have said we went live oh sorry i went live oh. i forgot to bring my mic down it, you know you can be in here you just playing this day without you pulling your mic all the way down sorry for the noise guys sorry 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 morning carrie good morning oh, andy oh no whatever hello what andy good morning terry I'm scared to look. Oh, shit. Oh, crap. I did it again. You went and looked. <laughs> I went and looked. Damn it. Morning, Christina. Hey, Christina. Okay, hold on one second because Andy screwed me up. <laughs> now I got to go back and get my chat. I forgot to right click. Duh. Duh. So excuse while I... Hi, Lady Blind Wolf. Hey, Lady Blind Wolf. How you guys doing? <laughs> hey, Nicole. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Hello, Nicole. I am so fucking tired. <laughs> All right. There we go. I got it back. We are good. Hey, Frostbite. Hey, Frostbite, how you doing? How is everybody? Hey, distracted. Are easily distracted? Don't mind me if you hear a big thud. That's just my head hitting my desk. Right. <laughs> right? Oh, welcome to Thursday. It's a balmy six minus. Oh no, it's minus four now. We went um, up two degrees. Mine's still showing uh, negative six. Oh, mine switched to negative four in this morning day. Thank you, Frostbite, for the like. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. I have to give her a like. <laughs> he has to. That's right. Hey, Simon. Hey, Simon. How you doing? Well, somebody could have told me that last night, Andy, when my head hit my fucking desk. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hon, no problem. I hope you feel better, and I hope it clears up for you some. Not some. What's blue? Huh? Simon said that it... I thought it was blue. I was blue, Shadow. Well, he's talking about he thought. Oh, he had the no, never mind. Sorry, not enough coffee. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Yes. <laughs> We're going back downhill. <laughs> That's right. Wednesday's the peak day. <laughs> oh Lord. <sighs> No, I don't think you've ever been a mod in my channel, Taz, or Simon. At Eddie's you are, yes, yes. Hell, at Eddie's everybody is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Andy yes. says pink, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Andy, are you asking me out on a date? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I love it. I love it. 
All right. Don't well, worry. Welcome to the Shadows of the Moons podcast. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us and I'm listening. Stuck. What? I'm stuck. You're stuck? Are you having problems over there? Yes. Well, God damn it. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, Lord. This is going to be great today. <laughs> So today is Thursday, and you know what that means? It's Thriller Thursdays, Legends and Lore, where we talk about everything from cryptids to fae, and obviously legends to lore, right? As always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to my supporters. You guys are amazing. I appreciate, we appreciate each and every one of you. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, all donations go back into the show to buy materials, books, all that stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, and if you would like to support the show, head on over to anchor.fm forward slash shadows of the moon one forward slash support. Or you can do it the easy way and just buy me a coffee.com forward slash shadows. All the links are in the show notes. Yes, Eddie don't want me having road tar anymore. No. Um, all the links are in the show notes um, or over at shadowsofthemoon.net. Wow. YouTube what did I is, miss? YouTube is like way behind in chat. My camera's frozen. Oh, really? Hey, Christina. How you doing, hon? Hi again, Christina. Simon's on a date with Tinkerbell maybe Uh, I don't know (laughs) that would be interesting (laughs) that would be interesting so today we're talking about the Hopkinsville Hobgoblins and more but before we start I do I had a couple um, thoughts I had a couple thoughts last night I know that's scary hey freaky geek Okay, I just got a notification that one of my streams is having problems. I don't know which one it was. It didn't be nice to tell me that, but it didn't say. So hopefully everybody's hearing and seeing me okay. But yeah, so I was watching them. Hey, Freaky Geek. (laughs) Um, So... Yesterday, I started watching the show a couple weeks ago, and I really, I didn't think I was going to like it. Thank you, Nicole, for the lemons. Very much appreciated. Definitely. Okay, YouTube's good, so we're good. As long as YouTube, that's my main one. <laughs> um. So, anyway, I didn't think I would like it just because of the title, right? It's a, it's um, Alaska Killer Bigfoot. Have any of you seen the show? I re- the reason I started watching it, well, I just wanted to check it out. I'm nosy that way, right? Um, but I really got into it because what you, uh, the one thing I do see, I don't like the title, first of all, but I understand the title now that I've been watching it. One thing that you will see on that is when I'm talking about Native Americans up here, right? 
and how they're different from the lower 48s. And I really can't say the lower 48s. I can only say Western New York because that's where Seneca Indians are. That's what I am. Hey, Amora. She's not here. It's, uh, oh. Your stream labs. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> confused myself. Um, so, anyway, when I say lower 48, um, and how Native Americans are different down there, I mean Western New York, because that's all, really all I know. Um, but it came, it really portrays how Natives are up here. Um, they're very close to their elders. They're very, when an elder speaks, they do. Um, which isn't like how it is in Western New York with um, Native Americans there, right? And I was watching the show yesterday or last night, and they were talking about, because it's all about Port Luck here in Alaska, how the people got driven from that town because of Bigfoot. <laughs> and, of course, it's another... Uh, Anything it's another, um, they say it a different way. I forget what it's called. Probably Monster Radio Ryan over there would probably know. <laughs> but they, um, they portray how, how fearful the natives were, right? So they went in a little bit of history, and it was really cool because they had found this coin, so they were doing a little bit of digging of history and stuff like that. And come to find out, you know, the town had been raided, as of many places in the United States, um, by at the one they were talking about was by the Spaniards, right? And how they did a... I don't know why it got to me so much, but it... They did a, um, basically like a takeover ritual and it was a ritual. Okay. Where they come and they stay and they take the land and then they ask the natives, if you want to come with us, you're more than happy to, but if you don't, we're taking you anyway, basically going, taking you as slaves. So it got me thinking about Bigfoot and everything, right? I'm wondering if Native Americans, because of the hostile takeovers they had to endure, if Bigfoot or anything like that is like their type of energy that they manifested. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it's not Sasquatch that I'm talking about, Simon. We know we know the normal terminologies, but it's like Gangui or something like that. I can't really think of what it's called um but I wonder I'm wondering it got me thinking if maybe that's what's happening with these but that they like um were manifested or you know their energy is still prominent do you know what I mean yeah I'm lost <laughs> hi Mo how are you lost? We just talked about this. No. Hey, Mo. Mo saying hi to Shaz, and I'm like, I'm looking to see if Shaz came in. I don't see her. 
So, but we just talked about this. I, I wasn't lost about that. Oh. I just explained to you why I, I was lost. What's that? I just explained to you why I was lost. Oh, okay. And then that got to thinking, because this is how my brain works, right? I got started thinking about why people, you know, of course, as always, have different experiences at different times. You could be standing next to somebody and have an experience with either a cryptid, a UFO, or a spirit, excuse me, and you see it, but they don't, or vice versa. Well, if we're in, that's true, Andy, Eddie's been lost for eons. <laughs> Just the past 10 years. <laughs> whatever <laughs> um, it makes me wonder with if we're in parallel you know timelines and you're vibrating up and I've always said that right what we believe is what we create in our reality right but if you're vibrating up through those different timelines could certain, but when you're together like me and Eddie right now in this situation right now in the here and now the here and now not know we're creating we're co-creating timelines right so kind of terry kind of but i'm wondering if because we're vibrating at different levels all the time going up and down up and down up and down you know with the vibration if that's why some are seeing it and some aren't. Even if they're together, they're standing right there together. That's true, Freaky Geek. <laughs> if you vibrate wrong, you get a pain in your head. So I, this is how my brain works. <laughs> we go from Bigfoot to parallel universe or linear lines and, you know, all that good stuff. But that was my whole last night of trying to think about that and <laughs> I wanted to bring it to you guys you guys know I'm you know I try to keep it transparent of how crazy I'm going and <laughs> <laughs> but I like your guys' thoughts on it as well but yeah um Terry said Sasquatch as a retribution incarnate kind of yeah kind of like we have hauntings and I'm not putting them in the same category, although to me it's all connected anyway. Um, but we have like hauntings where traumatic events usually, you know, leave a residual haunting. What if that's Bigfoot? And you're just vibrating to his like level so you can be able to see him or feel him. I don't know. But somebody was trying to get him high. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I tried to get it. Well, see, I Taz says there is a theory that Sasquatch are aliens in a biochemical fursuit. Personally, I think that's a crock of shit. Personally, you're allowed to think that. Um, but some people have proof that, you know, not proof, but theories that that is a part of it. And a lot of it has to do with because of the fact that a lot of people have seen 
Bigfoot around UFOs or right after UFOs leave or vice versa. Um, there's been a lot of people, you know, and I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I want you guys to go out and do your own research and figure it out for yourselves. Hey, I'm Shrimp doing good now. How you doing? Hey, Shrimp Shack. I'm tired, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) But, and that's where that theory came from. Somebody's had experience. There's been a numerous amount of people, actually, that has um, experienced UFOs, and then there's a Bigfoot in the woods or whatnot. Like Andy said, said too, it could could just be that Bigfoot's pissed off and not being left alone as he has left us alone. True, true. <clears throat> that is true. So that yeah, that was my thoughts of the night last night. <laughs> As I tried to relax and go to sleep. How'd that work out? I didn't have any strange dreams. <laughs> That's first. <laughs> but yeah, so there you go. That's like I said. I wanted to bring that up. I wanted to get your guys' take on it and all that good stuff. See what 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 I was talking about yesterday doesn't fit the show. I got to wait for the other one. Yeah, you did bring up the, a good point yesterday. What was that? Deja vu. Yes. Yes. Deja vu being in. Um, Different parallel timelines, right? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody knows what deja vu is, where you show up at a place or you're talking to somebody and you know that you've done it, heard it, said it before. Is it because you're traveling backwards through different timelines? It could be. I mean, where your vibration point has, has lowered, so you're sliding backwards. Right. And you're replaying that same moment, right? Yeah, you you, you you just slip back to that timeline that you've already been through at that point in time. Right. So it's like, oh, been here before. Hopefully I don't go down the same, same path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That could be Terry. He, Terry says, I'm of the belief that the dead silence that seems to sometimes accompany Bigfoot sightings as the result of them changing their frequencies to hide themselves from sight. That definitely could be, because let me tell you something, <laughs> and you, and most of you guys, um, and no, Shrimp Shack, it, the gray did not show up at my window, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, I was back out back having a cigarette, and... Um, it was dark out, and here you have to be wary of beer, bears at all times anyway. And apparently bobcats. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now bobcats. Um, but anyway, um, I had an experience where I wasn't thinking about anything paranormal, anything UFO, anything cryptid. I was just having a cigarette before bed. That's all I was doing. And... Something in the woods made me, made the hair on my, you know, arms stand up, the back of the neck stand up. And I got 
that feeling of you shouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? And I knew it was strong. And I was just like, okay, put my cigarette out and went back in because I was not going to. There's other things that went with that as well, but. um, That unsettling feeling of like you're being watched. Interesting. Do you think the Glimmerman sightings are Bigfoot? Or do you think they're, I've linked them back to, um, I'm a big Rosemary Ellen uh, Gully person. Um, No, it wasn't her that said that. I'm trying to read my book and I can't think of what it um but Glimmerman being I've done a lot of research on the Glimmerman and I can link it back they have the same attributions of like Jen what I've researched anyway I don't know I've, n- I've never met a Glimmerman but they but they are the stories that I've heard, I love Glimmerman stories. I it's been wild listening about them and hearing stories. Interesting though. You think it's Sasquatch phasing? Interesting take on it. I have heard about that. Um. I'm just trying to think because, like, I know there's been, like, Glimmerman sightings in the trees. I'll have to look into that, really. Makes sense. But the way they move, that could be definitely, definitely. It could be as. Simon's mom, like, well, Simon just said pretty much exactly what I just explained. He says, my mom's version of deja vu is due to time slip. She saw herself uh, in a different time. Yeah, that's what I, what I was saying. You, you go back to a time that you've already been there. But he's, I believe he's saying in a different time, like back in, like, in another body. Maybe uh-huh. it's not. I might got it. I might got it wrong. I, Andy says if Bigfoots exist, I think it's remnants of the Nathanderall or the Denim Vision. Then, yeah, that worked. Um, you guys can all read it. Um, <laughs> there we go. Thank Jack, you, uh, F, what, uh, Andy, what the hell is that? Keep Jack up. F it. My Cole. <laughs> <laughs> he said keep Jack oh, out leave, of it. leave Jack out of it, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Shimmer. Thank you so much for the share. Appreciate you. Um I was I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Simon was saying in a different timeline, like in a different body, in a different life, like a past life, I believe. And I could be wrong. Let me know, Taz. But yeah, that's 
That's what I was thinking about last night. Yeah, I. you know what's weird, Freaky Geek? I I do, I've had deja vu that comes to dream, or makes me think of dreams as well. When I started, when I get into the realm of opening myself up, basically. That's what, everything for me starts in a dream. How's it going, Ryan? It hasn't popped up yet. Oh, hey, Ryan Monster Radio. If you want to know about good cryptids and stuff like that and Wendigos, man, check out Monster Radio. Matter of fact, I forgot. Hi, Kathy. Be careful. No typing. Just drive and listen. Hey, Kathy. Okay. Glad to have you here, hon. Be safe. Um, Ryan, you just missed it. What are Alaskan Bigfoots? They're big. No, I what they're called. What are they called? <laughs> Abominable snowmen. That's true, Taz. You know, the train of thought has left for Chicago. <laughs> excuse me. Mm, excuse me. Yeah, that word. I knew he'd know it. <laughs> I tried to say it, but it didn't work very well. But I was just talking about um, Alaska Biller, uh, Killer Bigfoot. Have you seen that? But that's what I was bringing up too. Is I love, I do love how that show portrays how Alaska natives are for real. When there was one thing that someone said um, on the show, I don't know if it was last show or the show before, but he said, when an elder speaks, you do it. And that's how it is up here. That's why a lot of times, oh, go ahead. I said, hurry back, Freaky. Oh, hurry back, Freaky. A lot of times people are like, why hasn't Alaska been explored? A lot of times when it comes to Alaska Natives, they will not talk about, they won't even say the name because they're so worried. Whatever you're talking about, whether you're talking about spirits, whether you're talking about UFOs or Bigfoot, cryptids, anything, they don't like talking about it because they feel like it's going to bring it to them. Like it's a curse. Yes. And so it's very hard to get stories out of them. Like if you walk to up to Alaska Native, like there's some that's cool. They don't they'll talk about it and everything, but um, even like my friend Janet, where um, she was telling me of some stories of she she would tell a story and then she's like, I don't want to talk about it, you know, <laughs> you know, just because that fear is still there and very real. Yeah, that's not what they were talking about, though. It was the first one you said, the Genoesco. Genoesco. I, you know. <laughs> but it's weird because there was a, um, on that show, there was a, oh, what's it called? <laughs> no, Nicole, that would be me. <laughs>
Maybe, Taz. You never know. <laughs> there was an obelisk. And it had claw marks in it. like, And it was huge claw marks. It wasn't like... um. But it, I guess the uh, it came from the Spaniards. That's how they would know of where their settlements were. Genosqua. See, I love it. This is why I have Ryan and Andy here, because they break down words for me. <laughs> they know. They know this mouth is not going to say it. Welcome back, Freaky. But, um, yeah, so this obelisk they had, it had claw marks on it. And it was huge. It's a huge one, right? And like I said, it's it's so they can see from the waters where the townships are that the Spaniards took over. And it reminded me, I got like a flashback of like Bigfoot trying to move it, like get it off my land type of thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. You have no clue. <laughs> Yeah, I do. He's here in body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get talking about what we're here to talk about. And that's the Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville. See, I'm going to have a problem with that. Hobgoblins. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were talking to me. <laughs> I did that just to, you know. The little people. And he goes, I get called your word Nazi, and Ryan breaks it down for you. Uh-huh. I could see who your favorite is, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do have to put that. It's the Shire word. Shire. Shire. <laughs> oh. No, I'm not even trying that. I have a problem with English. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta readjust my pillow. Oh, here okay. we go. All right. <laughs> you start hearing funny noises, it's just not paranormal. I just fucking started snoring. <laughs> <laughs> so I often always get asked what my favorite in Sha, I know, Sha. What my favorite my favorite one of my favorite stories is, you know, and the Hopkinsville Hobgoblins has to be one of my favorite stories. It is my top favorite story. I think I heard it a long time ago on the radio because for YouTube, that's what you did was listening to listen to paranormal on the radio or um no, I didn't. the internet through radio. I love it. It's always been my favorite show. My favorite story. Ooh, that's a combination, Andy. Ooh. Why not? It's like chicken and waffles. Yeah, that I don't that's not a thing of mine. <laughs> so what happened on a Kentucky farm where there was three or three 11 witnesses who arrived at the Hopkinsville police station telling their story with them scared out of their minds. It all began, huh? I can say, I can say pug wedgies. <laughs> I know those. <laughs> it 
It began on the night of August 21st, 1955, on a large extended family farm. The Suttons arrived out of, scared out of their minds at the Hopkinsville Police Station in southwestern Kentucky. Their story of a scary otherworldly beings would become one of the most detailed and baffling account of an alien close encounter on record. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Lynn. Oh, thank you for popping in and showing support. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. My on a dog. <laughs> so um, it became quickly became regional and even national news. So let's take you back to that night. It happened, like I said, on the Sutton's farm in a tiny rural hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky, where the family lived on in an unpainted three-room house. They didn't have um, running water, or no telephone, no radio, no TV, or even books. Out of all the details of this story about the UFO landing, the appearance of small alien creatures, one fact is undisputable. When eight adults and three children arrived at the nearby police station around 11 p.m., they were scared out of their minds. At about 7 p.m. on Sunday evening, a Sutton family friend, Billy Ray Taylor, was fetching water from the backyard. And all of a sudden, he saw this silverly object in the, in the sky. He said it was real bright with the exhaust that had all of the colors of the rainbow. He said it came silently towards the house, passed over it, stopped in air, and then dropped to the ground. Taylor, who was 21, and his 18-year-old then-wife had come to PA to visit Lucky Sun. Now, the Suttons, who were inside the house when he came running back in, were was the 50-year-old matriarch, <laughs> Glennie Lansford, her two older sons and their wives, a brother-in-law, and Glennie's three younger children, who were 12, 10, and 7. And they didn't take Billy Ray seriously when he first came in. Um... They laughed off his UFO encounter and said he must have seen a shooting star. So about a half an hour later or so, around 8 p.m., they say their dog started began bark, barking violently. So Lucky and Billy went to the back door to look to see what was bothering him. All of a sudden, the dog put his tail between his legs and ran under the house. Never came out till the next day. That's how scared it was. <laughs> Ryan. Um, what they saw was basically approaching from the fields. There was a strange glow, and as it came closer, they could make out what seemed to be a small man. He was about three and a half feet tall, with an oversized head that was almost perfectly round. The arms were extended almost to the ground and a huge hands that had talons on the ends of its fingers. They said the eyes were much bigger than human eyes and that they glowed with like a yellowish light. They said the whole creature was seemingly made of like a silver metal that gave off an eerie light in the darkness. 
kind of like the light that illuminates like glow in the bar dark balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shut up. Hey, Ghost Rider. What's up, Ghost Rider? The creature put its hands up as if someone told him like he was about to be robbed, you know, where you're like, okay. <laughs> and he kept that pose while he, while he approached the house. He slowly moved towards the front door. Now, seeing this unknown thing, the men, of course, grabbed their guns. Lucky and Billy Ray both armed themselves, one with a 20-gauge shotgun and the other a 22 rifle. Then they backed up slightly into the house and waited till the creature came closer. When it moved within 20 feet of the front door, both men fired and the creature apparently somersaulted backwards, like did a flip, as they put it, scrambled upright and scurried away into the darkness at the side of the house. So Lucky and Billy waited a few minutes, then went into the living room. That's when another creature appeared at the side window, and the men fired at that, apparently hitting it. And again, it flipped and disappeared. So after this, the men decide to go outside to see if they actually hit this thing. As he started out um, the front door, there was an, a small, like, overhang roof. You know what I'm talking about? Like a little thing. Remember, this is the, in the olden days, so it's probably tin. Um, Taylor was about to step into the yard, and everyone behind him saw a hand come down and touch his hair. Of course, the group screamed, and they pulled Taylor back. And as they did that, Lucky pushed past him, spun and turned around, and shot towards the thing on the overhang. He fired and it knocked it off the roof. Now, when Billy looked out, he said, there's one up in the tree. So Lucky turned and shot that one, knocking it off the limb. But he said that when he knocked it off the limb, that it like floated to the ground. And then he shot at him again and it scurried off into the woods. Okay, Kathy. <laughs> now, when they say that these creatures scurried off, it was like, as they put it, it was rapid movement. They said that it was so quick that it was impossible to tell whether there were several of them or that there they was... Were shooting, they were shooting at that same one. Right, or two or three that quickly like disappeared from one place and reappeared at the other and another, you know? Hey, Spitfire. Hey, Spitfire, welcome, welcome, hon. So finally, the mom, Grandma Lanford there, told the boys to stop shooting at the creatures. Not only did it seem not to have any effect on them, but it didn't seem like the creatures wanted to harm them. But because the small children were badly frightened, around 11 p.m., the group made a break from the house and got into their cars, making it to the police department around 11.30, where they filed a report. Police Chief Russell Greenwell, in writing up his police report, noted that the group was visibly shaken by an experience beyond reason. The Suttons, he noted, were not folks easily upset and not prone to filing complaints to the police. He said that they'd rather grab their guns than file a report with the police, you know? 
they're back home country boys. And he also wrote that the witnesses were also judged not to be under the influence of alcohol or drugs at the time. Now, elsewhere in the county around 11 p.m., a state trooper also reported seeing an unusual meter-like object flying overhead with a sound like artillery fire coming from them. Upon investigating the scene of the incident, police officers themselves witnessed strange lights in the sky and in the nearby woods. Although later, of course, some would refuse to talk about it. Isn't that the way it always goes? To their surprise, the officers found that nearby neighbors were also terrified and reported seeing the fringe lights in the sky and strange sounds around their homesteads. And diners at the local Shady Oaks restaurant also reported seeing the strange lights in the sky. Now, the Hopkinsville police in part, uh, investigating the farmstead that night found numerous bullet holes and hundreds of spent shells. They found a luminous patch of unknown substance in one of the fences that where the creature was shot but neglected to collect a sample. Moreover, in the distance, a green light was seen that night. When the police left around 2 a.m., the weird little men returned and kept poking around the farmhouse until close to dawn. Then, they were never seen again. Now, in the days and the weeks that followed the incident, of course, it got national publicity, publicity, and people from all over came to visit and wanted to see what happened. They wanted to see where it happened, where the little guys were. At first, the Suttons were open to discussing what they saw, what they heard, and what they went through. But after a while, you know, how the skeptics come in, accuse them of being drunks and liars and everything that goes with it. So they refused to discuss it anymore. And who could blame them, really? Would you? I wouldn't blame them. I don't blame them. That's right. My, I'm going to use that freaky geek. He, he said Shadow's Needle skips a bit then. <laughs> um, now, the interesting part is that apparently there was a lot of military activity. They were, you know, checking it out and everything like that. But the Air Force denies ever visiting there. But the weird part is, is that an Air Force spokesperson person theorized that the creatures were just some circus monkey painted silver who escaped the circus. And in Project Blue Book, they listed the case as a hoax without comments. Now, the curious thing is, at least in my eyes, is how can the Blue Book Project make a judgment if they never investigated it? Weird, huh? And a little side note, this is where Little Green Men came into play. This is where you heard Little Green Men from was from this incident. But the thing of it is, they weren't green, they were gray, like silver, right? But it was a miscommunication. So when the newspaper wrote about it, they put Little Green Men. And last but not least about this. Lucky Sutton's daughter said this as an adult. She said, quote, 
He never cracked a smile when he told the story because it happened to him and there wasn't nothing funny about it. She said, quote, he would get pale and you could see it in his eyes that he was still scared to death telling that story. So what's your take on this? Did it, did it happen? Did it not happen? Was it a hoax? A lot of questions have gone answered with this story. Although, like I said, it'll always be my favorite story. And I think it was answered. I think something happened that night on the farm to those people. And what happened to them shook them down to the core. Who do you guys think? I don't know. I think some of it might be a lie. If the cops are telling stories, yeah, and the cops never lie. <laughs> well, true. But, no, the cops wouldn't, you know, some of them wouldn't talk about it because they're like, I didn't see nothing. Well, why talk about it if you didn't see it? And he said, only those that were there will know the real truth. Right. I think that what got me, though, was, was the daughter saying, listen, anytime my dad told that story, you could still see the effect from it. You know what I mean? But he's got that, that deep fear in him when he's telling it. Right. Ryan said, I think, I totally think it happened. Makes me wonder if they were interdimensional. Yeah, totally. Totally. The way they moved around in that. It's always been one of my favorite stories. Now, I'll show you some pictures. Let me go ahead and share the screen so you guys can see. Lilo and Stitch. I know, that's what Eddie says. But this is, and this is over on shadowsofthemoon.net. I have it in the forums. So this is how, here's human, right? This is how small they were. Now these are, not, not this one. This one is, this one's from Clarksville, Tennessee. This is a, from 1955, drawn by, for um, PFC, Gary F. Hudson from a witness description, probably Taylor's only. Many detailed the questionable, especially the bent knees. These draw, drawings have also said to be shown on Nashville, Tennessee TV. This is from Evansville, Indiana, August 22nd, 1955, drawn by Lauren Hill, or Larry Hill, the paper staff artist from descriptions of the spacemen given by Elmer and, which is John, or Lucky, I mean, Elmer and John Sutton, drawing was not checked with the Suttons. So the drawing wasn't, obviously. Madison, Kentucky Messenger, August 24th, 1955, Answering a letter of inquiry, the paper said the sketch was drawn by E. Arnold Jr. just for a joke, and Arnold was the reporter on the story. Nice, you know. Ryan says, how did people get a hold of my childhood pick? 
I was pretty <laughs> ugly as a kid, but not goblin ugly. <laughs> oh, jeez. So these are actual pictures from Billy Ray Taylor. Um, and I mean, for him to go into detail, like this was done by um, a sketch artist, a police sketch artist. But they were like, the ears were swept back and extended quite a bit above the crown of the head. The head was almost round, bald, same color as the body. The nose, there was none. Um, one man stated very strongly that there was no nose. There was no neck. The eyes had a yellow center, white rim, about six inches apart, glowing. The mouth was thin lined, but not sure that there was that there is a mouth like it never opened. I, I'm assuming that's what they mean. I want to know how close he got to this thing to be able to describe that the, the eyes look like dials on a safe. Oh, did it say that? I'm sorry, I missed that. No, it, it didn't. I'm oh. saying I want to know how close he got to be able to describe the eyes. If you look at them, oh, you get all the little at lines at them. Right. To make it look like the dial of a safe. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This was Elmer Sutton's and J.C. Sutton and O.P. Baker's drawn by the police sketch artist. This one was um, Billy Ray T Taylor's. But yeah, I definitely would be freaky. Um, this is Lucky Sutton right here. You guys probably can't see that well. But like I said, this is over on the forums at shadowsofthemoon.net. And this is uh, Billy Ray. And that's that. You can't see it in the picture because it got cut off. But that's that overhang. Yeah, you can kind of tell that only because you can see that he's holding a, a rifle. Yeah. Or a shotgun. Yeah. And that was the actual report of it. Now, let me put the chat back up. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen, and I, if you have, this is, you know, whatever you guys think, if it's real or not. But what's interesting is, let me go ahead and see some comments, though. Ryan said uh, they said it was possibly a chimp painted silver, but during that time, silver paint caused uh, severe allergic reactions. It wasn't commonly used, least of all on skin. Right, he said yeah. It looks like a prey animal. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That would be true, yeah. And yeah, that's he, what I said, that it was uh, monkeys that escaped the circus. Even still, even if, if they were monkeys, they were moving way too fast. Right, yeah. And, and monkey ain't going to just float down to the ground. Right. 
I don't think they're hiding anything anymore at Area 51, Kathy, except what they're working on, like our our government working on. I think everything got, I think it got moved to Dulce, which is Area 52. And then um, what needed to go to Edwards Air Force Base went there, if there was the, the crash site. Um, yeah. I do believe it's still used as like them, you know, building ships and, or, you know, airplanes and stuff like that or secret stuff. But yeah. That goes along. I I like what uh, Ryan said. He says, uh, he's telling Kathy, nothing area 51 is a decoy. And, And I believe that just like I believe Fort Knox is a decoy. There ain't no damn gold in Fort Knox. Right. But everybody thinks there is. Right. Yeah. I've gotten told that it even, yeah, I know I heard. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. It was my son, Ryan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What were you talking about? Oh, that I heard, I've heard um, because, you know, obviously I do conspiracy theories as well. That at Fort Knox at the, and I'm not testing this out, and I I don't recommend anybody testing this out, but the soldiers that are there don't even have bullets in their gun. Well, I don't know about that, that, but. That was from Brad Meltzer, though, Dakota. May not have real bullets, but damn, them rubber bullets hurt just as goddamn bad. Yeah, they hurt just as much. Yeah, I don't want to get hit with any type of bullet, whether it be rubber or real. Um, so, in keeping with the the hobgoblin story, right? <laughs> Nobody is perfect except for people named Ryan. We are legends. <laughs> I thought that was Orion. <laughs> I think I think Ryan, both Ryans would argue with <laughs> with you. <laughs> there are a few well-fed coyotes who would argue about those guns, <laughs> guns not being loaded. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hellier. I, I was I'll waiting have. for. I know. I was waiting for you to... <laughs> I'm tired. Um, I'm sorry. I know. Don't pick on me. But whether you believe it or not, there it's still an incident where he, you know, because Greg Newkirk is a, was a paranormal investigator. Well, I mean, he is, but um, who got a report. If you haven't seen it, they do have... Hell, it's called Hellier, Andy. It's on, it used to be free on YouTube. I don't know if it still is or not. Um, But he used to have, um, and he'll tell you throughout the documentary that he used to have a site way back when, um, how he used to have a ghost hunting group, him and a bunch of his friends. And 
they had this uh, website, right? <laughs> so he was contacted, and the link's down in the show notes, um, in June 2012, I was contacted by a frightening man who claimed that the group of small three-toed creatures were em- emerging from a mine shaft and terrorizing his rural Kentucky home. And the guy's experience, and I'll, I'll go down, and I loved his story because of the fact that it brings up another one of my favorite stories, which is Brown Mountain Lights. I love that as well. But it says, the Kentucky Goblins return. It says, hello, my name is David. And it changed the name. But I received your contact information through a mutual acquaintance who assures me that you are well equipped to investigate a particular problem. Furthermore, I believe that you may be interested in those events beyond any compensation that I'm prepared to deliver in order to have those issues sorted. For the past six months, I have been living in a rural home located in the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, where my family is nightly assaulted by um, creatures that I have come to believe are of extraterrestrial origin. These beings appear to be the size and stature of a small child, devoid of any facial features um, except for large oily eyes and lipless mouths. They frighten my children, um, chirping to one another. They're actively, they actively attempt to enter my home in the middle of the night. Last month, they took my dog. The police refused to provide any further assistance, attributing the problem to wild animals and forwarding my complaints to the State Game Commission. I believe that they are coming from an abandoned mine located at the edge of my property, Though I'm armed, I'm afraid that I'm too frightened to enter the mine on my lonesome and cannot convince my sympathetic friends to accompany me. Although I cannot blame them, I am convinced that the only answer is to collapse the mine. I believe that this is where we can mutually beneficial to one another, can be mutually beneficial to one another if you prepare to assist me in this matter. Now, he did, and he went there, and this guy disappeared. Um, Because he, you have to mind, also keep in mind that he had this website, and he didn't monitor it. It was an old website. So when he did get this, I don't know, I can't remember exactly if it was years later or months later. or Anyway, they went there, and the the man had moved. Um. And what I like about Hellier is it it shows, like, John Keel, who investigated the Mothman, um, his perspective on it. And then it comes into this whole Terry Wrist guy who was a, that's a ghostwriter name. I'll be right back. My phone's ringing. Okay. Um, It's probably that number that he had. He called because he didn't know where it was from. <laughs> but anyway, um, it goes into this long story. And I'm going to show you, like I said, the links are down in the description, as well as I'll be putting them on the website. Um, I had to think if I did or not. But this is the pictures. Oops. No, I want to share screen. Thank you. 
These are the pictures the guy sent him. Excuse me. Of the three toes. And weird footprints. And then he caught this picture of what he says. Now, the description of these beings are the same as the hobgoblins. Kind of. But that's one of them. Whoops. That he got the picture of. And then they kind of blew it up so you could see the face. But it's looking to the right. You know what I mean? It's like... It's a profile, obviously. Here's the eye. You can kind of see a mouth there. Shoulder. Do you see it? Yeah, I see it, but that's so distorted. It's really hard to tell if that's what it is. Right, yeah. Well, it came from this. But see the glow? That's what I think they were talking about, how it was like, because that reminds me, like, of the glow-in-the-dark stuff that we used to buy as kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, did the different filters. And they said the creature was kind of like that in the picture. That's what we're seeing. That's what I'm not seeing. I'm, I'm seeing a mouth like wide open. Right. I, I see what you mean. But yeah, it's been, it's crazy. So if you want to go watch it, go watch it and let me know what you guys think. It's interesting to me. Um, It was a good, it's a good documentary. I'm hoping that there's a third one because <laughs> it's there's two two right two seasons. What was that? What was what? It like well the screen went wonky. Great, the MIB is freaking finding me. Did you guys see that flash? Like the screen went big, or was it just on my end? I didn't see anything. Okay. Ghost Rider said, well, Fort Knox is very well protected. Yes, it is. And that's what makes it, the, you draw the conclusion that they're there protecting some, just like uh, Area 51, and in, in as much as that's protected with helicopters and fucking fighter jets. And it, it's just a ploy to keep your mind thinking that, oh shit, there must be gold in there. Ghost Rider says, we sh should we protect ourselves? Yes, but if the aliens mean no harm, we shouldn't shoot them. They might have disruptors. I don't think we should shoot them anyways, because if they're damn aliens, if... <laughs> <laughs> they can go, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done anyways. Yeah. So, and the thing that they... Um, Another thing with with them doing this whole hellier thing, it also does come 
um, what makes it so unique and creepy is that this Terry Wrist guy that I said is a ghostwriter name, basically he makes um, makes contact with Greg and Dana. And he's like, why did you stop when you were so close? I have something for you one week. Well, the guy never showed up or anything like that. Um, But the thing of it is, is the way it was structured, it was pointed out, it was pointed out that the odd structure of the message and their reference to black ink were similar to the mysterious letters that the late John Keel received from the international bankers in the 60s. Do you know what the international bankers of the 60s is? Nope. Okay. Well, they, this is his, this is John Keel's letter that he got from the international bankers. Mr. Keel, the year 1967 AD is rapidly coming to a close. Phase one and phase three are almost complete. So we take it upon ourselves to give you an ample warning, Mr. Keel. Mr. Keel, let us warn you now that the year 1968 AD will be the color black as its symbol. So, Mr. Keel, be extremely cautious and do not take much interest in things that do not concern you or others. We are a very powerful organization, Mr. Keel, and can make things very uncomfortable for you and your friends. We try to find out too much about phase one, three, or anything concerning either parts of the universe. If you do not heed our warning, Mr. Keel, we will be forced to visit you as we did Mr. Hensley. We are always watching, Mr. Keel. We have eyes and ears that never sleep. Others have tried, without success, to find out things that did not concern them, such as Dr. Jessup, Al Bender, and others who you do not even know about. Do not overstep your bounds, Mr. Keel. Even your own government cannot protect you from our powers. Remember, Mr. Keel, 1968 will have the black as a symbol. So. Is that like a secret society group or something? Basically, yes. Um. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I believe this happened, how, this is what happened when he went to um, investigate, like, Mothman. Okay. And that's the, you know, what he got in the mail. Hopefully a letter that I'll never get. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And I know it has to do with Ingrid Cold as well. Which, yes, that Ingrid Cold. If you guys know who Ingrid Cold is, I talk about him all the time on here. So, yeah. Basically, they think it is a letter from the Men in Black. Which kind of sounds like the Men in Black, right? <laughs> how they—that's how I guess I would think that they sounded like. 
I don't know. Simon says it sounds like a little bit like the uh, Illuminati. Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. I could see that definitely sounding like that. I know. See, Andy? Andy's got it right there. Eddie should spend a year camped in the woods at Nome. Nope. And then come back with all the answers. Nope. <laughs> as much as I try to get him to go to Nome. Nope. I'd rather go to Skinwalker Ranch. Hey, hey. <laughs> How about a devil's toy box? Can I? No. I tried. I tried. No, Just not gnome. not that wrong gnome. <laughs> so yeah, pretty cool, huh? What do you guys think? Do you think that honestly, do you think the I think something happened there. Do you think something happened there? Well, you know it did. Something at least scared the shit out of them, especially when it comes to, um, um, the police report. Even the police officer was like, listen, these aren't the type of people to come to the police officer. They take care of their own shit. You know what I mean? Right. And he wrote that in that report, in that statement. So if these guys were, you know, back Woods kind of home guys said, you know, which we know people like that, you know, and I don't see them ever running to the police, you know, something freaked them out. Definitely. Could be Simon. He says the Kevin Beach disappearance also comes to mind here. He got too close to the back door of area 51. And I also, um, I've also heard about the men in black, about they've upped their game in, in dressing not like the black, long black coats and hats anymore. They're trying to look more, more or less like us. <laughs> Which I don't, if they want to intimidate people. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the thing, too, with the men in black, they, they have that mind control where, you know what I mean? At least one person that I know sat there and said when he went around the men in black, you know, they were sitting there threatening him. He couldn't move. Hello, Miss Danielle. How are you? Hello, bug. He couldn't move. And he goes, I know what they were saying to me. They were threatening my kids and threatening where they went to school and stuff like that. He goes, and all the while that I understand what they're saying, I can't move, I can't speak, do nothing. But I'm thinking, what the hell are they doing? How are they making me not be able to move? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like sweet paralysis during the day. Right, but he was just trying to figure it out. Like, what are they doing? You know who it is. 
Who? Craig Powell. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Not personally, but I know who he is. Yeah. His experience with him. So, I mean, it's, you know. Men in black, human-alien hybrids. I don't know. I don't even think that they are human. I think they try to act human. And they got it wrong, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're human at all. I think, let me rephrase that. I think they have, that's why they only, they always travel in twos. I think they might be a part of the dark shadow government. So one of them is the alien and one of them is a agent, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah. That's the show did for today. I have a short show. Eddie's got to go to work. Don't, don't blame that shit on me. I will. I will. See how this bullshit goes? Got to blame it on Eddie, right? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I just think it's a crazy story. Not a crazy story, but I... I as crazy as in cool. Do you know what I mean? It it makes you think. Yeah. I truly believe that they went through something that night. Something scared the shit right out of them to the core. Well, like the sheriff said, these ain't the kind of people that are going to come to the police station. Right. <laughs> Thank you, See? Bug. <laughs> I can, Danielle. I didn't blame it on you. <laughs> Maybe your brother, because he texted me. No, it's Eddie's fault. No. <laughs> That's right, Freaky Geek. I can only try. <laughs> um, But that, and I think it's quite, I mean, we're used to it now. But I think it's funny that the Air Force is like, this is what it was. Or, you know, Project Blue Book was like, this is where it was. Well, we never actually, while the Air Force is like, we never investigated it. Do you know what I mean? But then how do they know it wasn't aliens? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why, how can you sit there and say, It's not alien or that it was a hoax, but yet you never investigated it. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree, Ghost Rider. He said our governor, government knows a lot more about aliens than we know. It's not really the government. It is, but it's not. But I think it's all, everybody that's that it's the shadow government. I really, truly believe that. Yes, definitely, Ryan. I believe that as well. <laughs> He's like, Missy, we need to schedule our little powwow soon. Looking forward to that. Like, whoa, I know. I know, me too. 
Absolutely. Hit me up on Facebook. I mean, well, I say that, or Twitter, I say that, and then, see, what happens is, I'll tell you what happens on Facebook. I look at the message, I see the message, and I'll get it when I wake up, and then I forget about it. (laughs) As mean as that sounds, it's what it is. Danielle goes through it all the time. She can tell you. She's like, hi, Ma. Mom. Mom. Right, Danielle. See, Danielle, they they have to know at least something that that they won't tell the people. Of course. I think it is, of course. What's OFC? I'm pretty sure it means of course. (laughs) She's like, exactly. You see the message and you don't respond. (laughs) (laughs) I know Eddie yells at me all the time. Perfect example. I I, I buy... Buy her minutes every month, just so we can keep in communication, but she never takes a goddamn phone with her anywhere. <laughs> okay, I was right. It's, of course. See, Ryan's the same way. See, it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really bad when it comes to that. Just because, you know what, I think what it is is because, now, mind you, when you guys have to understand that like when I'm not doing the show, I'm constantly on the computer researching or outside smoking. Huh? Or sleeping. Or sleeping. Yes. Or watching a documentary. Cause I love documentaries, real true documentaries. Um, and so like, I think I just get overly, What's the word? Like tired of computers. And to me, my phone is my a computer. So I well, just like, huh? It's what a phone is, is a computer. Well, yeah, but I mean, I just, I'm just, I turn off. You know what I mean? Yes, she does, Ricky. Don't, yeah. I do. I research my dreams all the time. Well, in my own mind. Oh, I was waiting for that to explode. My my Pepsi froze. I'm waiting for it to push out the top. I know. It's melted. Enough, at least. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Nope. You cut it too soon. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But it's definitely been a great time. That's Like I said, that's definitely one of my favorite stories. You had a blonde moment in school today, Danielle? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But you know what's funny, Ghost Rider? You bring that up because he's like, I've seen shapeshifters on TV like CNN for real. Yes, I used to sit there. I remember when I first heard Linda Moulton Howe go on a radio show and talk about shapeshifters. And I seen the footage and everything. 
I think that's when I started turning around that like every, you know, that's when I started, why do people see certain things and others don't and all that type of stuff. But I remember when I'm like, this lady's whack. <laughs> no lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then I started like really understanding where she was coming from. And really, I don't know, it's weird. I do that, Danielle. She's like, I couldn't spell believe for like six seconds and, and struggled. I know, believe me. I have, sometimes I have a problem sitting there spelling stupid words like the or and. I'm like, huh? But yeah, now I've seen the evidence of shapeshifters, and I believe that they're, yeah, or the eyes. Remember the eyes? The reptilian eyes? I showed you a bunch of those. Yeah, that could be easily fucking edited. That's the thing. You have to take, it sucks, because so many people have hoaxed so many different things. That's why I take, like, physical, like, evidence like that, pictures and that. I'm sorry, but I take everything with a grain of salt. I try to see, I, I'm more of an, with it being an empath, I, I'm more of a, tell me about it. You know what I mean? Even write it to me, because I want to feel that energy. I pick out certain words. I don't know, it's hard to explain. With that being said, though, if you have an experience either big or small, and you want to, you would like to share with us, head on over to shadowsofthemoon.net forward slash podcast. Hit the podcast link up at the top. And, uh, yeah, leave, you can even leave a mo voicemail or email me, or you can even put it on the forums if you would like. It's all to you. It's all up to you, whatever you feel comfortable with. But we would like to hear your stories and take something. Edited could be a good reason to record things on film rather than digital. Not so easy to... Yeah, exactly. That's why I do like still the old school cameras. I like the, you know... Even though... I like my tacky stuff. And Eddie will tell you, I do. I love my toys, right? I even mentioned you today in another channel, honey. Because they, they, they were talking about... <laughs> they were talking about portal boxes. And I said, I love my portal box. I don't like Eddie fiddling with the dials. This ain't your portal box. <laughs> True. Hey, I built it. So what? I bought it. You bought the parts. <laughs> so I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, Bug. All right, Bug. Have a good day, honey. I love you. She's probably already gone. Knowing her. But yeah, I mean. She like you when it's time to dip, she's gone. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> all right guys with that being said i'm gonna go have a cigarette with eddie before he goes to work 
Remember, tomorrow is Freaky News Fridays, where we discuss all the weird nod news of the week. Oh, she is here. Huh? She is here. Yeah. I said, I love you. Then I said, you're probably already gone. (laughs) Hey, Nicole, is the chest over there? Probably not. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Remember, you want to say your spew first? Oh, I was going to say stay safe, stay strong. We'll get through this. That's right. I might even make it through work. That's right. Woohoo. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Alaskan time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care. Be safe. Love you all. And remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. All right. Mm-hmm. Ah.